0: This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. It's a butter egg made from plants. Bring more customers in your doors with Just Egg. Start with a free sample at jusaint HRN.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Item 13. This is one of our take two. Um, episodes as part of the series where we are bringing back former guests, former popular guests um, to chat with them on what they've been up to since the last time we spoke. And this week I'm thrilled to have Dr. Carol again, I I remember this from last time <laughs> I hope I don't butcher your last name Car- Carol Matthias um, O'Shea, O'Shea 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 it's like yes, the French O'Shea but it's from an is it from a nigerian family? It is. okay it is. So, so that's it is. i think that's why i always pause because i'm like it sounds frenchish but i feel like it's nature Niger- <laughs> <laughs> okay got it oh yeah. i yes. will remember that and cool thank you for coming back on i appreciate it i'm glad to be back thank you for having me thank you so um Carol is a mental health expert. Um, actually, what's the what's the professional term psychologist, psychiatrist? <laughs> Paul well, no, I'm a psychologist. Psychologist, um, great. Yes. <laughs> great. So, like, I, again, I think we talked about that last time, too. Which, t- speaking of that, the last time we spoke was now almost mm-hmm. two years ago, I think. Yes. Which is yes. insane to think about in terms of, <laughs> of time, how time flies. But well, we talked a lot then about... Um, mental health challenges that face food Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs specifically you gave some incredible tips for managing those and taking care of Mm -hmm. self um Mm -hmm. that episode was particularly popular and I thought it would be great Mm -hmm. to bring you back because of this last year that we've just had really so it's still early in January and I think some people are still even still referring to 2021 as the sequel to 2020 in terms of some events that have started to happen already.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) So wanted to catch up um, with you. Want to hear how you navigated the last year, how you're doing, um, Mm -hmm. any new things you've done in terms of your practice, new plans, new tools you've developed. And then briefly want to touch on, you know, especially, so we have a global audience, um, but we, you know, a, a, a huge part of our audience lives in the U.S., even those of the African diaspora. And mm-hmm. the restaurant industry in particular has been very hard hit. A lot of people have right. either lost their jobs or lost their entire businesses and livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been truly challenging. And so I want to talk about... Yeah. Um, maybe we'll revisit some of the tips we talked about then, but then in the light of, you know, an incredibly specific, you know, event, how do you manage that that as well? Um, and just for people's reference, um, the last time we spoke, that episode to go back to, to hear all about, you know, Carol's backstory, how she came, um, you know, she, she moved back to Ghana um, working with students at SOS and then her own practice. Um, that's episode twenty twenty two. Right, when not twenty twenty two, <laughs> episode twenty two <laughs> specifically. I will link that so people know. Um, but um, yeah, so first let's start with how how are you? How how was twenty twenty for you in terms of navigating everything that was going on in the world? Twenty twenty, it's
2: it's 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 been one of those years or it was one of those years that looking back on now is pretty hard to describe just because much like everybody knows things were really all over the place Mm -hmm. um much like everyone else i 2020 became a lot about surviving for me you know because on the personal side i have older parents who have oh. underlying conditions and so you know my family and i were really focused on keeping them in a bubble and keeping them safe mm. so a lot of my 2020 was taking up you know paying attention to that it's interesting because i i missed i missed the explosion in new york by days right i was oh, wow. i was in new york for work um running around new york sort of like you know, I, I was hearing chatter about what was going. This was early March, right? So I was hearing um, late February to early March, hearing chatter about what was going on, but not really fully, honestly having tapped into what was going on. yeah, and I think I flew out of New York two, three days before the city was shut down wow. <laughs> And I arrived when I arrived in Accra, you know, the Kotoka, I had flown. You know, the airports I flown out of looked very different from the airports mm. I flew back into. Because as soon as we got back, you know, they had us fill out forms, they took our temperature, they had us washing our hands, they had us sanitizing, and it was like, okay, full blown. We're <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, right? And I was, you know, together with everyone else on the flights that were coming in, we were asked to sort of self-isolate for 14 days. Um, and asked to sort of contact. We're giving numbers to contact if we started feeling ill. So I sort of flew right back into it. And like I said, I immediately thought of my parents. I'm like, okay, are they going to be okay? we we'll have to make sure they are. And then it just, the year sort of just rolled on from there. Yeah. And I was very focused, like I said before, on staying safe, keeping my family safe. Um, but then it, it's interesting because on the professional side, it also, things also really sort of took off, not took off, but sort of expanded because Mm. as you can imagine, a lot of people were dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty um, that triggered anxiety. And so people just were reaching out. Mm. Um, And, you know, because I do offer um, therapy in a virtual space, it it allowed me also to really connect um, with people. So very soon, my my 2020 became about providing support for other people, you know, as as they sort of worked through 2020 as it unfolded and just seemingly got worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Um, so on the personal side, I was like I'm saying, I am saying I was really concerned about keeping, you know, my parents were my mm-hmm. focus, and then on the professional side, it quickly became about providing support for you know, a good number of people who kept reaching out, but. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband and I joke about how, you know, March, we were 2020. We remember January, February, March, <laughs> and then from March to like October, November, <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, you, the recording was sped up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we just look back and it just seems like a ball of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I recognize though that in the midst of it, I, I was blessed. Mm. Um, a lot to be thankful for. I did find a lot to be thankful for because I kept my job at SOS. We we did virtual learning with okay. students. I was still able to support students' emotional and mental needs virtually. And that was really sort of satisfying. Mm. I was able to do a lot more work with Thrive. And I recognized that that isn't necessarily the experience that a lot of people yeah. had. Um, so I did recognize that, you know, that that was a good thing for me so i will say that i kept safe i kept well in 2020 um ended up spending a lot of time at of course at home (laughs) um but but work was busy work was busy and like i said i tapped into providing support for a lot of people who were Mm -hmm. trying to navigate the challenges of 2020 yeah. that's that's great yeah. to hear on a
1: couple of different fronts. just one that your family you know your family has kept safe and all of that but in oh, terms of oh, even oh. it's kind of ironic like so i have a, a you know I have a family of doctors and it's very interesting what you know when you say when you say work is busy as a doctor <laughs> the implication yeah. is that a lot of people are sick right and so yeah. it's a double-edged sword, but <laughs> in, yes. in, in that aspect. Yes. But I also think, for me, it's a great sign, though, that you know one of the things I remember talking about is the stigma of getting mental right. health help, help, like in a community. Yes. And so it's it's also refreshing to hear that um, more people, it sounds like, are reaching out to get the help that they yes. that they need. Um, so, and so maybe absolutely. for some people, uh-huh. 2020 was the catalyst to do that, um, which is uh-huh. not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because even for me that's, I mean, I've been, I've done th- I've been in and out of therapy you know, over the years, but last year especially, mm-hmm. I went back you know, I, I also found it, reached out, found a therapist to go back into like a regular so you know, do my regular yeah. week, weekly yeah. sessions just because it was an incredibly tough year for me personally, even outside of you know, COVID and all of that, and so
2: yeah. Um,
1: yeah. so COVID just added an extra layer to my personal challenges mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. being able to to talk to someone and go through that process um, was incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so last time That's we really spoke, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 for sure. And I forgot, I had forgotten like how centered it kept me and how. Um, um, it it gets you out of your head, (laughs) right? Because we tend to create stories in our heads. And like, so like talking to like a neutral person who's been trained also. So some of the questions I get, you know, some of my, you know, I've had conversations with friends were like, why do you need, you know, why do you need to to see a therapist specifically? Because I also want to say like, I have a really good support system in terms of friends Mm -hmm. and all of that, that I can speak Mm -hmm. to about anything, but it's different, um, to have one, a neutral person, neutral, objective person, and then two, that they've been trained, right? They've been trained in identifying patterns, um, behaviors and can help you, you know, self-correct. Yeah. If yes. you will. yeah. Um, so that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's been the difference and benefit for me anyway, but um, enough about me. <laughs> so we talked about um, some of the common mental health challenges that affect entrepreneurs. Um, the last time when we talked about anxiety, depression, um you know sometimes the high expectations and perfectionism if you will that people Mm -hmm. put on themselves Mm -hmm. as they're building Mm -hmm. a food business and a food business in and of itself can be very personal because in some ways you're putting yourself on a on a plate or in a package or whatever and so um wanted to chat in that context wanted to chat maybe let's nail it down to like three to five tips you know, thinking about the background of COVID, people losing their jobs and all of that, what would you say are the five, you know, I don't want five, might seem too much, but it's up to three to five tips you have for people. Mm-hmm. One in terms of, not just, in terms of managing um, the expectation and the realities so of really losing livelihoods for some people, right? Um, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you... um uh, navigate that, I guess. Okay. Um,
2: I think you you sort of started it off by talking about expectations. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the things you know f- for everyone, but you know specifically talking to to entrepreneurs in the you know food business, um, one of the things I think that twenty twenty showed us was that um, there are there are a whole host of things that can affect every aspect of our lives, including our businesses, that are out of our control. And when those things happen, um, the question becomes: Are we holding ourselves to the same expectations and standards that we had um, when, for example, we weren't in a pandemic and it yeah. wasn't having the trickle down effect That's that it was having good. on mm. everything? And so talking to people, really pointing out, because that was one thing that I personally did was I really had to have, you know, very honest, harsh introspection about lowering my expectations of myself and recognizing that lowering my expectations didn't mean that I wasn't as ambitious, I wasn't as sort of driven anymore, or I was sort of lowering my standards. It just meant that I was looking at What is the current climate we are in because of COVID? And what are the things that I can realistically expect myself to be able to do and keep doing? And I think as 2020 has rolled into 2021, I always say to people that a new year doesn't sort of, you know, a new year gives us a lot of hope and um all of that which is good but the problems of the previous year don't sort of magically disappear (laughs) and so a lot of a lot of the challenges of 2021 and a lot of the impacts of the challenges of 20 of 2020 sorry have rolled into 2021 and so i think it's important that people um even though 2020 is over as we sort of head into 2021, I think it's really important, first of all, that people take a good look at their expectations yeah. and have really honest conversations about how realistic their expectations are. Are they being fair to themselves? Um, are they asking their bodies and their nervous systems and their, um, you know, brains and to, to, to do more than they can handle right now because of the levels of anxiety? That we are yeah. all dealing with that's the first thing that's that's um, so interesting
1: second, i i, I uh-huh. sorry to interrupt but it that resonated with me so much because oh, i I, uh-huh. I hadn't quite put it in that you know framed it in that way but i would say that yeah. that for me was the number one thing i struggled with last year uh-huh. um uh-huh. And again, I think we also talked about this the last time, but you know, the impact of social media, right? So for me, I went into 2020, probably like everybody else, incredibly optimistic, um, uh-huh. I had all these great plans. And then, you know, everything fell off. And I felt like I still needed to meet those things in spite of everything that yeah. was going on. And yeah. it was even more challenging, because it seemed like for some people on, on social, like if you looked at some food businesses on social, they were moving on, like, you know, uh-huh. so it seemed, at least from what they were showing that. They were taking it in stride. They had pivoted, you know, either to do virtual cooking stuff or whatever. And there was a sense that, oh my God, God, they are able to do this. You know, they were able to think on their feet and change and do all of this stuff. And why can't I get out of this thing, (laughs) you know, Um, because you're looking at somebody else's outside story, if you will. So that that for me was just another... A great point like you, you 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 put it in a way that i hadn't thought about in terms of i hadn't thought about it in terms of expectations but you're right i yeah. put a lot of unreasonable expectations on myself
2: yeah for sure yeah and i mean i think i think a lot of us do um just because you know we we're ambitious and we're driven and you know we set goals and we targets and we work hard towards towards our targets so like i said the first the first tip that i generally like to share is take a good look at your expectations Mm. and then the second one is one that i i will always share in any kind of mental health or well-being context Mm. how are you taking care of yourself physically because more than ever i mean it's always been there but more than ever we're understanding how linked and sort of inseparable physical health is to mental Mm -hmm. health and mental well-being right so a lot of what goes on with us in terms of our our ability to focus and plan and stay motivated and get work done a lot of it has to do with what's going on with our bodies physically Mm -hmm. and so what are you eating what are you feeding your body with is your body getting all the nutrients that it needs are you drinking enough water and the you know things like this can seem really basic but they are incredibly foundational right um how much water are you drinking are you staying hydrated how much activity or movement is your is your body getting and i know you know with lockdown and quarantine and isolation a lot of us really struggled with with that Mm -hmm. um how much sunlight are you getting for example um how much sleep and rest are you able to give your body? Because all of those things impact how we show up, you know, mentally and emotionally and and how how well we are able to function. Um, And so my second tip would be back to the basics, you know, how well are you taking care of your physical body and giving your body what it needs so that it can then give you what you need from it in terms of what it needs to do. Right. Um, The third thing would be, I think, it's been interesting because I think 2020, in terms of our social support networks, 2020 has been an interesting year because we've been sort of, for a a lot of people have struggled, you know, in the midst of everything that's happening, we've struggled with our mental health because we've lost sort of like physical connection mm-hmm. with a lot of our support systems right? whether it's going into work if you own a food business, whether it's going in to work, being able to spend the workday with your colleagues mm-hmm. and your, you know, work alongside people, socialize we, we really sort of underestimate how powerful that is and I think 2020 really you know, helped us to see it because it possibly took us away from, from all of, of that yeah. and I think, but it also showed us that we can be creative and sort of reimagine and think outside the box in terms of how we stay connected. And so, of course, we've seen Zoom, you know, Google <laughs> um, Google Hangouts, uh, Microsoft, you know, we, we've, we've figured out ways to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not quite the same as being physically in the presence of other people or the, you know, our support systems, we figured out how to stay connected. And that is really important, staying connected. If you can't stay connected in the traditional ways, thinking about how do I get creative about staying connected to the people who, you know, are are important to me and who are my support system. And so making sure that you're not isolating, um, because we're physically sort of having to stay away from each other that we're also emotionally um, not isolating. Um, And I think some, you know, pretty, during about halfway into the year, you know, we started hearing arguments about how, you know, we're not necessarily social distancing, right? We're physical distancing, right? Because socially we're figuring out other ways to, to stay connected and socialize and, People are having Zoom parties and getting right over <laughs> Zoom and, and, you know, we sort of figured out ways yeah. to keep those social connections going. Yeah. And I, that is important yeah. because I, I, we, are, I'm so we are relational beings, right? We're relational mm-hmm. beings and our mental health and our physical health do do so much better when we stay in healthy relationship mm-hmm. with other human beings yeah like, i yeah that's, I think, I think that think yeah that's great and I think
1: to your point I think um very early on and it was sad that we ended up just ad- adopting the social distancing thing you're right it should be which yeah, we should have yeah. from the very beginning called it physical distancing because I think the word it, it sounds right. like it's just a word play but I think it was it's so yeah. important yeah. to to distinguish yeah. between
2: that for sure okay mm-hmm.
0: sure
2: it is. And I think, I think one last thing I'll add in terms of tips is, um, and you know, for some people it might feel, you might find it really hard to do. Um, but for others, it also presents an opportunity to, to plan and replan and re-strategize and um, think outside the box in terms of your business, right? Because we've have, having to sort of like physical distance and shut everything down has really sort of brought the fore, um, the need to sort of think outside the box in terms of how we traditionally have done things, right? We've suddenly realized that there are a lot of meetings that can happen, a lot of things can happen virtually. Um, education can happen virtually. Um, you know, there are lots of things that we are starting to see that with some thoughts and planning, and creativity can happen sort of out of these traditional boxes that we we are so used to. And so it's also an opportunity for business people, entrepreneurs to think about, you know, how things can be done outside the box. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, Because, for example, if physical distancing or social distancing is something we're going to have to contend with um, for a while, what does that mean in terms of in terms of how you can reimagine or represent what it is that the services that you offer, for example. Um, but like I said, for some people that might, be, you know, because the interesting thing is, there are people who thrive in yeah. situations <laughs> like this. There are some people for whom, when things are sort of topsy-turvy and all over the place and they sort of feel the pressure and they thrive in those environments and that's great and they are the ones who you know in lockdown have written books and started podcasts (laughs) and learned new skills and which is all good right but it's also important to recognize that there are some of us who really struggle because you know in times of uncertainty and anxiety and increased stress I, uh, our nervous systems are really sort of just focused on surviving mm-hmm. and, and, and getting our bodies to survive. And so some, what, what, whereas some people are able to sort of use these opportunities to, like I'm saying, reimagine and rethink and replan, um, other people find that they really struggle to do that. And I, and I do want to say that whichever box or wherever you fall on that continuum, it's okay. Um, as long as at the bottom line you're taking care of yourself and mm. you know it, it it connects back to what you said about social media because I think whereas social media has been great in terms of helping you know a good number of people feel connected in a time that has been very isolating it's also it's also done a whammy on you know a good number of people in terms of looking like you're saying comparing yourself to you know, the next person and feeling like, okay, why am I not able to be as productive as they are? Why am I not able to be as creative as they are being? And so another tip is to disconnect when you have to, (laughs) right? Because all of, yeah, (laughs) because all of that influx of what everybody's doing with their lives, all the information about COVID and everything that's happening, finding that, healthy medium of staying. I tell people there's a difference between staying informed and just being overwhelmed by information. Um, And so knowing when for you is time to sort of unplug and say, okay, this is becoming more unhealthy than healthy for me. And so let me take a couple of steps back from it.
1: Yeah, that I right. wish, I for sure had to had to learn that lesson cuz you just saw a lot of people like you said there's the I guess you'd call the survivors and the thrivers. <laughs> in in something like this mm-hmm. and um I definitely would put myself closer to a survivor than a thriver. And um
2: yeah, at least yeah. in the you know, at yeah. least
1: <laughs> I would say the those six months, so probably between March and September October, like it took me a long time to, and to, back, get, to yeah. get, you know, to bounce, to bounce back, um, in some ways. Um, yeah. and yeah. one, to, to your point, it's one knowing that about yourself and accepting that that doesn't make you, um, you know, a, a terrible person or whatever, just, you know, knowing who you are and then figuring out what are the tools that you can use to to manage yourself in the situation that mm-hmm. you, you find yourself in. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's, it's, it's all, all great, um, great tips and examples. Awesome.
0: This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. Just Egg is now the fastest-growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based customers into your doors with easy-to-use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st/hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier, with no cholesterol and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and French toast. There's also frozen pre-baked folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres called Just Egg mind-blowing and Bon Appétit says, "So good, I feel guilty eating it." Put the fastest-growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st/hrn.
1: Want to turn it back to you. <laughs> These have been great tips. I hope everyone who's okay. listening, who's um, who's uh, going through some stuff, or well, even thinking about twenty twenty one, because like Carol said, it's not over. The at least the great thing about twenty twenty one is we have the hindsight of of what happened. and We can at least start to imagine how we yes. can. Um, control some of these aspects that maybe felt a little bit more uncertain right and so as you start to think about Mm -hmm. how creative you can get with your business you know some of the limitations now um, and you can sort of plan Mm -hmm. plan for those so hopefully that's less less stressful um. So, thank you, thank you, Carol. Always uh, insightful, as always. Um. So, for you, back to you. Um. Because I've seen some mm-hmm. calendars and some stuff on Instagram. Oh, so, yeah. we're to see like what yeah. sort of new new tools are you creating for people? Um. Number one, and then okay. two, as we're looking forward to to the rest of the year? What are you looking forward to? What are you most excited about, In t- whether it's personally or in terms of, of um, mental health practices in Ghana? Mm, mm,
2: okay. um, I think uh, a lot of what is new in terms of my practice has been um, being able to offer support um, virtually. virtually. I think once again, 2020 sort of really um, made it necessary to be able to 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 offer whether it's through video chat or or phone chat or being able to offer support sort of that is not in person. So I've seen I've seen growth in that area. And then you're absolutely right. Um, so I think after we spoke was when I did the first edition of the Thrive Daily Calendar. And the idea behind it was, you know, a desk calendar that had with the first version was a weekly calendar, flip calendar that could sit on your desk, either at home or in the office, you know, your TV console, your kitchen counter or your vanity, wherever, you know, any surface in your home. Mm -hmm. And every week would have either a question to get you to reflect on. Um, something encouraging, you know, all sort of linked back to mental health. Mm -hmm. And it did really well. I was, (laughs) I deal a lot with imposter syndrome. So when things go well, (laughs) I'm always surprised. Um, But Thrive Daily, I like to call it Thrive Daily. um, One, did really, really well. And, you know, I got a lot of good feedback as well. And... I, I took some of that feedback and incorporated it into the next edition, um, which, you know, over November, December into January was sort of selling. And that was a monthly calendar that had a, you know, a functional sort of calendar portion, and then each month was specifically focused on some aspects of mental health mm. and had different prompts and questions so, you know, for every month you have the calendar bit that sort of helps you keep track of your days yeah. and holidays and stuff like that. And then you had these questions that you could reflect on um, and sort of give yourself a focus for every month in terms of taking care of your mental health. And that did better than <laughs> uh, the first Amazing. one. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to, you know, getting feedback from that as well and sort of deciding what that means for next year mm. um so that i i think is the is the major new thing that has happened um since we last spoke um and then back to your point a lot of course a lot more people are reaching out um seeking um support so then i've definitely seen an increase in the number of, of clients that i'm i'm taking on um I've had to cap it because at the moment, for example, my caseload is full mm-hmm. and I actually have a waiting list, oh, which is wow. interesting. Um, <laughs> but so a lot more people are reaching out for support. Um, a lot more people are very interested in having those conversations. So it's one of the things I'm really looking forward to um, in the coming year, um, seeing sort of seeing that shift, especially in Ghana, yeah. among young people, yeah. seeing the shift to accepting and seeing the value of therapy and other mental health um, support structures and services, so I'm looking. I'm looking forward um, to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, being able to engage in a lot more um, speaking um, engagements because last year I I wasn't able to. Because of COVID and then some personal health reasons as well, mm. and so twenty for twenty twenty one, I am looking forward to engaging more on um, on the community level and at larger events um, because I think I think it's important that we keep pushing those conversations about mental health and mental health care. Mm. Um, I think that I think that's important. So I I think those are the things mm-hmm. that I'm I'm excited about, um, mm-hmm. sort of looking to see what, what the year will bring <laughs> um, and, of course, continuing to stay safe <laughs>
0: um,
2: and continuing to keep my parents uh, <laughs> safe as much yeah, as could I could go to. So th- those are the things that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. That's great. Congrats on that. Oh, the other thing I think I think I forgot I forgot one one major thing that happened during the course of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, on my Thrive page um, Instagram account, at the early much earlier on in the year, I had done a series on infertility and subfertility. Oh. I had it had started because I had shared a little bit of my because I was sort of just starting. Um, to have some fertility challenges. And so mm. I shared a little bit of my story and my journey so find. several people reached out sort of in response to that, wanting to share their story and just feeling like we don't talk about it enough. It's one of those things that we know is there, especially in Ghana, and, our, and but we don't talk about it. And sort of like, what are the mental health impacts of of young people, whether it's individuals or couples that are trying to have Start a family, but are having challenges the traditional way. And so then I, I did a series on infertility and subfertility. I still have the stories up, um, the post up on my account. And then as a result of that, uh, an anonymous um, philanthropist, this really amazing lady, business <laughs> woman living in Accra she because she herself had had some challenges with fertility and infertility she read through a lot of the story she was really inspired and she wanted through thrive to you know gift a couple or an individual five thousand dollars to sort of fund their ibf process you know a couple for which ibf was a vi uh, you know a viable Next option. She wanted to give them $5,000. Oh and so we put out the announcements, you know, people shared. We got amazing, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, stories coming. And she was so moved by the number of stories we, we mm-hmm. got, you know, that people submitted that. She managed to find funding for two other couples. Oh, wow. So she ended up funding three couples um, and sort of helping them with their fertility journey, IVF, you know, and so they've all received their money. The hospitals they're working with have received the funding We're getting feedback that they're in the process. And that has been really fulfilling. And she wants to make it an annual thing. Oh my gosh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> one of the things I'm actually looking forward to this year, she, she and I, you know, have started planning as of last week, we started planning because we want to start the process a lot earlier. And in addition to sort of giving them financial support, also providing mental health and emotional yeah. support throughout the whole process. And she wants to, as much as possible every year, you know, fund one, two, three couples um, and help them achieve that, that dream or desire. So that's, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that, but that was something major last year that I'm also looking forward to, you know, being a part of um, in the coming year as well. Thank, that that is incredible That is so
1: incredible yeah. to hear. Yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's really yeah. amazing, and that's again one of those things that people don't talk about enough. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of a lot of the people that listen to our podcast are also women and so if you're based mm-hmm. in Ghana and you either know somebody or have your own challenges, I think this is a great opportunity um,
2: yes, to please. follow
1: to go follow Carol on Thrive G H. Again I'll link her accounts yes. and all of the good work she's doing so to follow so you can stay on top of <laughs> of that yeah, so when the news comes out. <laughs> Loudly. Yeah, that yeah. so you can <laughs> yes. you can jump on that opportunity. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. That was yes, yes, yes. that's um, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're yeah. wrapping up. How can the last question I have for you? How can the audience? Mm-hmm. Well, I I think I've shared that a little bit now. But how can the audience support you? Those who are listening, um, how can they um, support you and your work going forward?
2: I think for me, the core of what I do and where I draw the most fulfillment is being able to get out for as many people as possible information about mental health, how to access mental health services and care, especially in Ghana, because I think one of the major, major um, blocks to to mental health care in Ghana is people just don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's 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 there's, there's, the, there's the aspects of us not being anywhere near capacity in terms of what the need is and whether or not as a nation, our healthcare system um, is adequate to address mm-hmm. mental health care needs. That being said, there are a lot of great, amazing people doing work in government hospitals, in um, community centers, in private um, facilities, you know, Accra and in other parts of Ghana, but a lot of people don't know And so people don't necessarily know how to access um, mental health care um, services. And so I am very big on getting it out there, especially when it's free or can be subsidized or isn't as expensive. And so a lot of the supports that I really find I appreciate has to do with when people share stuff. Um, And so if you follow, um, like you said, you'll share my, yeah. My social media mm-hmm. handles. A lot of what I do on there is just sharing information. Um about services, things that I think mental health tips that I think people can find helpful. Um, and so just being a part of that sharing um and getting stuff out there, um, in the hopes that, you know, it'll get into the hands of somebody who really needs it. Yeah. Um and so I think that's that's one major way in which um listeners can support and then with programs like you know the ivf um donor pro support um or funding um, program of course getting that information out there one of the reasons why we got so many amazing stories was when i put it out on social media people were really great about sharing and posting and sort of making sure that it got around and so i think that is one of the major major ways in which you can support (laughs) um I think the other thing is I always tell people we can all be mental health advocates as long as we have platforms, as long as we speak to people, as long as we have family members. We can always, always, always be advocating for mental health, helping to fight the stigma associated with mental health, calling our friends and family when they talk. Um, about mental health in a way that isn't helpful Um, sharing the resources and the information that we have I think I think it's one of the biggest ways that we can we can start to really make a shift and see a change in in the culture around mental health and mental health here in Ghana yes that's fantastic! Thank
1: you, thank you so much. It's 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 always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, this has been even for me. Like sometimes when I feel like when I talk to you, we're having our own personal therapy know, right? session. In that I'm like getting some good aha moments. So yeah, that's that's um, <laughs> um, that resonates with me. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. I appreciate I appreciate you coming back and sharing again your expertise. I will share all of your uh, contact information and details so people can stay on top. And I have to say um, that you don't have to be in Ghana to sort of learn from yes. Carol. Like, yes. I'm not, I am not yes. based in <laughs> Ghana. I follow, <laughs> I fo- follow Carol religiously, and she shares a lot of good tips and, and, um, great thought, you know, things to think mm-hmm. about and reflect mm-hmm. on. And so, mm-hmm. um, definitely, um, this is not limited to, okay. to, yes being in ghana yes, for sure yes, yes, um yes. Uh, so thank you again for your time i appreciate you joining us again um and good thank luck you. good luck with the year and everything thank that you. you're looking thank to you. do this year all
2: the best same to you same to you thank you for having me thank you for listening to item
1: 13 an african food podcast if you like the show please subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at item13podcast. Item 13 is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website. Radio Network.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer more delicious place and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you